All right, welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. As always, I'd like to start off by thanking all the listeners. You guys are amazing, especially my Patreon subscribers, which you could be too. Join the Patreon. Uh, we got tiers, the, the draft beer tier, $3 a month. We got the uh, mix, the cocktail tier, $6. And we got the top shelf, $9 a month. Uh, for that, you get your own personal podcast about any topic you'd like to hear. I'll fucking ramble on about it. Maybe I'll have a guest on for you if you'd like <laughs> and all that other good shit. Also shout out to the YouTube subscribers. You guys are amazing. And um, without further ado, let's get into it. I got two returning guests, uh, both hilarious Chicago comedians who you guys should definitely check out. They'll be touring. I'm sure once life gets back to normal, cause they're that damn good. And um, we're going to be talking on some one division on this episode, just to tease you a little bit. But uh, first, let's fuck around a little bit. Uh, bringing out of the podcast, the returning Corinda Ray Larson and Ed Towns. What's up, people? Hey. What's going on? I was gonna say what's up, y'all, but I don't. I don't know. I don't pull off a y'all. I'm not a oh. y'all guy. How how yeah. you guys doing? <laughs> how you's doing? It's not how bad. How you's doing? <laughs> doing is pretty good. Um, Ed's wearing a badass T-shirt. For those of you who aren't watching via YouTube, it's NBA Finals from 1998. Yes, sir. Fuck yeah, dude. I like how vintage that is. Carl Malone <laughs> and Scottie Pippen. That's pretty great, man. Um, it's now March 2nd, everybody. Ed uh, just finished No Fun February. Uh, you want to tell the yet. listeners what? Not done yet. Not yet? Well, I explain gotta... what it is. Tell people what No Fun February is All for right, you. So the way it started was when you start getting remotely good at comedy, you start drinking for free a lot <laughs> or for very, very cheap. So I had to... I had to really look myself in the mirror and be like, am I out here for the right reasons? So then I started doing No Fun February. I would still go out five nights a week. I would I would intensely shut down bars and not have a drop to drink just to show that I am the master of the booze and not the <laughs> other way around. Uh, this one was more challenging because I was in the house the whole fucking time. So it was just like nothing going on. Uh, so the reason why I'm still doing it is because I always go the day after the Super Bowl because I'm not a fucking idiot. So that was the seventh. So this seventh, I'm gonna start drinking again. But, uh, I like that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people do like uh, sober October, or they'll go like sober January or booze free January. I guess there's no cool rhyme with it. You get a no fun <laughs> February, which is kind of nice ring to it. Mm-hmm. I always got annoyed though because I told people I'm like I can't do no like sober October because you know, I'm a big baseball fan, playoff baseball. Halloween's a good drinking day. <laughs> also fall. It's a crispness in the air. It's just, it's like your last time to drink outside. If you know, if you're in a cold weather city, like we are, it's just, and then January is such a cold shitty month that it's like, why wouldn't you want to drink during that hellhole of a month? I just yeah. kept thinking of too many. There's, there's a, see, we were smart about it as a society in which we spaced out our holidays in a way in which you want to have fun every so often you were smart though you said fuck the calendar as long as i do mm-hmm. 30 days i'm doing 30 days i'm gonna start after the super bowl and then go through uh first week of march perfect you're not missing you patrick's go. day the only thing you're missing is nba all-star weekend which is like if you're getting who drunk gives and, a if, fuck? If, yeah who gives a fuck really what you want the celebrity all-star game you don't want to miss that shit you know like who gives a shit what spring yeah, training you want to watch catchers and pitch the show for training camp. No, cut all that bullshit out. Take February off. You know, March comes, right? March Madness. You don't miss that shit. The Saint playoffs. St. Patrick's Day, the NBA playoff starts to matter because seeding starts mattering. All these good teams, you start watching the good matchups like the Lakers or the Clippers uh, or even maybe the Bulls. 
They have a shot to make the playoffs this year, shockingly enough. Uh, if they they do. Win, if they do you guys like their jerseys? I see. I have a problem with you, Corinna. Corinna does not like the new jerseys. That's I think a dope, they're so ugly. That's <laughs> the dopest jerseys to come out of Chicago in forever. The Hi. city jerseys? Joe, the, the I, You know what? Dude, I'm switching the camera angle because it was annoying me a little bit. I don't know if I like that one any better. Um, nah, fuck it. We'll go back to being tight on. We're, we're good looking yeah. people. We'll go tight on us. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm kind of on Corinda's side. I don't love that jersey that much. I don't know. I know oh you're going to hate God. me for it, Ed. What's the yellow? Why the fuck is there yellow in that? Yeah. Look, we like need the more. Font see, the font is stupid, pro- too. We need more. We need. I need another black representative. No. To talk about style. Well, let me let me switch. Can I shift gears then? Since you mentioned being black, Ed's a black man, everybody. Yes. Do you feel weird not drinking during Black History Month, though? I feel like if I was black, I'd be getting fucked up all twenty-eight days of Black History Month. Nah, nah, nah. See, see, see. That's what we learn from is the way the the white man treated the Indians by getting them all drunk and fucking yeah. over their land. So I say yeah. sober. So I can focus on my Emmy more, more clearly, you know. There you go. Where this comes from. <laughs> also, also, in all honesty, it's the shortest month of the year. So yeah, yeah. Thank God it's, it's over too. If I had to hear one more, and no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm totally kidding, everybody. By the way, when I get SNL one day, which I don't even want, that's what they're going to cut to get me canceled. Right there. He said he was happy Black History Month was over. He's done. Well, it's Women's History Month now, so it's like, Jesus Christ, I'm getting it two months in a row with this nonsense? I'm joking. What are you doing to celebrate? What are you doing to celebrate in your household? Uh, Women's History Month? I don't know. Um, We do have two women in the house. My wife and my dog. Two bitches. What's up? (laughs) Um, (laughs) There you go. Uh, I don't think we're doing anything because every day is Women's uh, Day because I I just love women that much. Imagine if you met that guy at a bar. Corinda, <laughs> what would you say? I, I, let's have a fun hypothetical here. <laughs> so, Corinda, pretend you're single. I know you're not. I know you got a great boyfriend. Okay. So you're single. You're at the bar. And the dude where his whole angle is, I'm a male feminist. And aren't men the worst? And, oh, oh yeah. I think women should run everything. What oh do gosh. you say to that guy if he, when he hits on you? That happens. You, you know I live in Logan Square, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that it happens. It's like it's like half the identity. I don't know. You can see pretty much through it. Like some people are sincere, but it's like also like if you're an ally, you don't really usually need to announce it like <laughs> to anyone. I, I think that speaks for you know what any marginalized group of people. And, and I don't even consider myself that marginalized. Like in this day and age, like that's I'm a feminist, but I don't know. Yeah, you can see bullshit pretty quickly. <laughs> no, no, you. What you said is fair. It was honest from what you're saying. I get it. You're like, yeah, I'm a woman, and we get a lot of shit. But me personally, I feel like I'm doing all right. Um, right. I understand that. I mean, I don't understand that. Everything's been great for me, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it could be worse, and I I know people who have had it worse and have had worse mm-hmm. experiences. But I think I'm just pretty lucky well, you, to be surrounded. Was that? I think what you said in the middle of that was perfect. Um, if you're an ally, you don't need to go fucking announcing it to the world right. and patting yourself on the back. Yeah. But I really think that is a personality trait. I know a lot of comedians have talked about this, but I, I, I overhear it at bars like Hipster Central, Logan Square, <laughs> and this whole notion where it's like, oh, if I talk shit about men, then maybe maybe she'll fuck me. Maybe that'll right. be like, that's what they're right. hoping. It's just I mean, a, another pickup line. Yeah. 
the follow-up question was, how many bodies do you have tied in your fucking basement right now? Yeah. Yuck. I cannot believe. This is why women have been made yet, because they still fall for that bullshit. Not all of them, but there's a vast majority of them. Like, they're an ally. I'm like, see, this is why, this is why Kamala Harris is only vice president, not the president. <laughs> for now. <laughs> for, for now. And so you got to start calling these fucking snakes out. Yeah. It's a spike Let's fight with me over the internet for whatever God reason knows why. You know, you're always gonna lose. I'm sorry. I, I just I read an article today that that kind, oh, of, okay. uh, that kind of annoyed me. Um, it was about uh, a trans comic and why they quit. And like, oh, I read that too. All their stories was like, no, that's just the life of comedy. Like yeah. they they met with a booker. And a, a male interrupted their conversation about getting booked. Like, no, it happens regardless. That has nothing to do with you being transgender. That's just a selfish business of stand-up comedy where that guy's putting himself in front of any, everybody else. That has nothing to do with your genitalia or how you identify as. And I was just annoyed because, of course, you know, in this echo chamber of being Chicago comedy, everyone just liked the shit and this bravery shit. I'm like, no, it's no, it's a dick move regardless. Now, real quick, I didn't read the article, but how would anyone be calling it brave if they quit? Um, how are you brave when you I, quit? I read the article, and it was an interesting article. Um, they they said, I, I think the, the tag was, um, I'm trans, and this is why I quit comedy. And I agree with Ed. Like, when I was reading, I'm like, oh, that sucks. That's annoying. That sucks. That's happened to me, and I'm not trans. Like, that sucks. Like, you know, all of these things. Like, you know, you relate to this person, but it's like, maybe you're just not cut out for comedy you know that, that like and it, it's really mm. and they they kind of come out and say it themselves you know they're like you know my comedy career kind of came to an end naturally with the pandemic and during the pandemic you know I discovered other ways to use my funny and my brain to reach my audience so I think that I think they could have I think the message was still I still got something out of it you know it still maybe it changed my perspective a little bit um but I was with you most of the way through the article. I was like, well, yeah, maybe you should quit. Maybe it's not That's just comedy. Yeah, it's yeah. just a comedy battle. It was just it, it was just like that Dave Chappelle bit when he was like, I realize, I think most comics think this way, honestly. I realize I'm 90% comic and 10% black dude. <laughs> and that's almost like the way you approach everything. If you're a comic yep. and you're in the life of comedy, that's how you approach everything. And God bless this man. Um, and I that's to correct gender, by the way, if you guys want to fact check me. Okay. God, God bless this man. <laughs> For putting his putting his shit out there, but you still got to approach it on the side of comedy first, yeah, and then yeah. and then you're still identifying politics second, if that makes any sense, because you can't yeah. be like, oh, I wrote this joke and then everyone said blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I've had plenty of white audience members in butt fuck Indiana say, man, I sure like how you said that word nigger up there. I'm like, all right, well, not, you know, you ain't supposed to say that, dog, but you know. I can't change how you hear the joke after it leaves my mouth. You know? Yeah. I know mine yeah. writing that shit. Yeah, it was just annoying. That's why uh I'm I just I just read it too. So I I probably should have waited until after the podcast to read it, but you know. No, I'm <laughs> glad you brought it up. I didn't know about the article. Now I'm gonna mm -hmm. check it out. But I again I didn't read the article, so I'm just talking out of my ass. But I've I've seen articles that I'm guessing are kind of like this. And that you could tell me if I'm wrong. And Corinda, you too. I and I've had more conversations about some of this stuff than you are, and I have Corinda. So that's why I was kind of like, Ed, you'll, you'll know what I'm coming to talking about more. So 
is all right. How do I put this? I'll, I'll hear people say something like they're only doing that. Or like, you know, they said a man interrupted. It's like no, people interrupted regardless. They didn't interrupt because we were trans, yeah. you know, or transgender. I should say, I, I don't know what the correct term is anymore. Um, I think I said that fine, right? Trans, you could say trans yeah, is for so. short. I'm not sure. Hey, Joe, trust me. You're bringing back trans. You just start using that. You'll be fine. Fuck you. I'm not falling for that. <laughs> I'm not falling for that. I'm not saying that. Nope. Nice try. Not doing it. <laughs> but I remember one time I was okay. somewhere where they were like, oh, I bet they only did that to me because I'm a woman. And I'm like, no, they did that to you because you were an asshole. You know what I mean? And, you know, Nolan Rafferty, the owner of Galway Bay Pub, he was on my podcast. This is like fucking 100 episodes ago, I feel like. And in Ireland, they say the word cunt a lot. They love that word there. Mm-hmm. You know, the same with Australia, the UK, but they don't, it's not meant the way it is here. Like in America, we're weird about the C word, the word cunt, right? They say it in a million different, it could be said complimentary. Like, oh, that cunt's a genius. Like, you know what I mean? Like stuff mm-hmm. like that. He says, and they never call women that like in, in a way to be like misogynistic towards women. He said one time, one time he called a woman a cunt. He told a story. She was being real shitty. She was, she made a huge mess at the bar, knocking stuff down, all this kind of shit. And then um, they had to kick her out. And then he said, well, I kicked you out because you're being a cunt. And all these people around. And she was like, did you hear what he called me? Did you hear that? And everyone around was like, yeah, we've been in the bar. You're being a cunt. <laughs> you know, we see it all the time. Uh, Corinda left, but I saw her on her phone. So I wonder if she was texting me why she had to leave. Or maybe she just, uh, her phone died. Who knows what happened? Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, though, um, so if Corinda comes back in, everyone listening on the audio, I'm just giving you a heads up what's going on. Let's talk mad shit now. Now I'm kidding. Here she is. She's about to be back on. Are you back, Corinda? I'm back. All right. Just checking. Ed said that, um, you know, you probably didn't pay your internet bill because, you know, he started talking mad shit about you saying like. Taking my phone around. You know, I'm using like. Um, my boyfriend's phone because whenever I nah, start a video call on mine, it overheats and I don't know how to use it's the iPhone without the home button. Do you guys have one of those? Yeah. 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 It's fucking hard. <laughs> I was like, mine has a button. I think the iPhone got rid of the home button like after the fourth. <laughs> so like, yeah, really. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, this new cell phone thing. What do you got? There's no yeah. cord. <laughs> This is the iPhone 7, okay? <laughs> I've had it for like a seven, year Seven, Jesus Christ. Hey, she had it for a year. The iPhone 7 came before. out. I don't know. I mean, I think I don't think, Forever, I think Obama was president when the, the iPhone 7 one. came out. Yeah. I'm just giving you shit. It was the one Apple would give me. <laughs> There's something it about being a snobbish really. iPhone owner that's kind of fun in a way. Yeah. yeah. No, I like there is. The There's something um, fun about it. Bubbles now. What do you got, the iPhone 5? <laughs> so I had an iPhone hey, 5. I like the iPhone 5 is the best size. I miss the size of the iPhone 5. But I, I agree like actually. Probably talking about something. The t- yeah? Like, no, they're too big now. Your pockets. Yeah. The 12 you can get the same size as the 5 now. I know stuff. Definitely. Oh, you do. I know stuff about technology. <laughs> Corinda got that shit on layaway. <laughs> 2020 <Yeah. laughs> 2028. That is going to be mine. I cannot wait. wait. Do they do layaway? <laughs> That would oh lord jesus <laughs> i'm pretty sure your wisconsin ass will find a place to have some layaway. wait where do you work you work at t-mobile don't you i'm coming yes. in i'm like ed ed said ed said you guys do layaway here <laughs> please god what one do you my... work at uh i don't know they might, i might get <laughs> He's not gonna I might stay get on the internet where he works don't, don't say it he works in the city of chicago everyone good luck yes. stalking him 
All right, back to this real quick though. Add this article. So it pissed you off, but it made you mad more so because the complaints that the person had was more like, oh, that's just shit you deal with in comedy. That wasn't special to you. Yeah, they made it about their own struggle. No, that's a comic struggle. It's not exclusive because you experienced this. It was a it was a it was a just for last booker. It was a just for last booker, which you know, Joe, you know these fucking snakes in this business. They'll fucking stiff arm 80 people out the way. Faceless people. Don't give a fuck who's in the way. That could have been motherfucking Shaquille O'Neal standing there <laughs> talking to the booker. And like, yeah, excuse me. Uh, 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 anyways, what's my next step to go to JFL and all this shit? It, it didn't matter that they were trans. And I was just like, what are, you, what are you talking about? I don't know. I just think I care too much. <laughs> if that makes any sense. It's like, no, Ed, you're... Dude, Ed is a big believer in... Um, the purity of stand-up, meaning you better be fucking original. You better have mm-hmm. thick skin. Um, he doesn't like this comedy with training wheel shit. I think Ed kind of comes from like more modern Patrice O'Neill school of stand-up. Yeah, I was like, so. yeah, I mean, which is great. I, I mean, I grew up. Yeah. I mean, I grew up watching you know O and A with them and just YouTube and all their shit. Tough crowd was told to me my top five. I can't believe they didn't find a way to bring that show back. Uh, yeah, and it would, yeah, it was, it was brutal. And it was just like, yeah, I, I love that about comedy is that we speak a different language than everyone else. Cause it ain't about the words, it's about the context. And I don't know. I feel myself. I think a lot of people are trying to erase that, that beautiful part of comedy. Uh, cause nowhere else in the world takes context at all. You said this word, this is what you meant. You know, it's, I don't know. No, I hear you, Ed. I like Ed's approach. I don't know. Like, I've only been doing comedy like three or four years now, which is the same length as a person who wrote the article and has since quit comedy, right? Which that's so, good, wait, I so, missed so, that I, part. I'm, they only been comedy for four years? Yep. Well, three years. Three oh, years. Oh, my God. Why did Vice right? give them that much? What the so, fuck do they know? Right. So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm that far into the game and I know I'm still finding my voice. You know, I'm getting stage time. I'm getting book down some hosting and some feature acts but i'm getting there and in the three years like if it weren't for like rooms like ed's like trigger warning things like that like my very first open mic you know i announced like this is my first open mic and you know everyone listened to me i got some laughs like i felt good i'm like oh what am i nervous about like comedy is easy like these people love me right so the very next mic i went to was trigger warning and i signed up last and Ed brings me up. He's like, oh, she's new to comedy. You know, I'm sure I introduced myself like, oh, I'm new at this. You know, put me up. I'm going to do so good, right? Dead last. Completely dead silent. And, like, my boyfriend that night broke up with me, like, on the walk home. Like, no one was mean to me. No one went out of their way to be like, hey, what are you doing here? No room for no uh, new blood or anything like that. But no one went out of their way to coddle me. And say like, oh, you you were amazing. Like, oh, it's okay, come back. Like, uh, you know, things like that. And like that feeling of that room, like, gave me more fire and more drive than that first open mic did. You know, because I'm like, I want to mm-hmm. go back there. Like, I want their respect. Like, I want them to laugh at me more than like I cared about that more than getting five minutes down. You know, I cared about that more than getting booked on any of these little bar shows. You know, I'm like, I just want to make these people in this room right here laugh first. Mm-hmm. And then let's see where to go. Yeah, and it's oh. important to have rooms like that. Otherwise, you're just getting all these fluffy yeah. 
comments. <laughs> you get, yeah, Real you quick. Ed, if I could hold you your thought for one second. Sorry, bud. Corinda, did you say your boyfriend broke up with you on the walk home after you bombed on stage? <laughs> at the, well, it was at the drop, so there wasn't even a stage. Um, after I bombed in the middle of a cave bar in Lincoln Park. Yeah. <laughs> did he say it was because of your set? Uh, no, 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 no. No, we, uh, we definitely had some underlying issues, but that probably was pretty painful to watch. <laughs> It'd be funny if it was like, I just, I can't respect you. It was, it was garbage. You shit. Hey, that's not, hey, but that's not exclusive to Corinda. Like I said before, we have, what, six breakups at that mic at least? <laughs> yeah. At least six, one mid-set, which was my favorite wor work I've ever done. Literally, well, let's hear this story. So, dude, <laughs> The dude's on stage, and uh, he's, he's eating a massive dick. It's going, I'm talking sound drop. The whole, like, you better trigger warning. Whatever the worst thing you've seen there, Joe, it was that plus, like, four more. You know what I'm saying? And, mid, like, two minutes into the set, he's standing in the room, and all he sees is a silhouette of a woman walking behind him and leaving the bar. And then later on, someone outside, and they were arguing, and she's like, fuck it, I'm done, and she split. Damn. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> that bar was crazy because besides the open micers, like the people who were there for the open mic, um, there would be random regular people that never seemed to fit that neighborhood because that's a super wealthy neighborhood. Like it's yeah. the apartments are expensive as hell. The houses are multi-million dollar. And I remember one time I was standing outside the bar there and this woman came up to me. It was actually Nolan. I'm dropping Nolan's name twice now in this podcast and said like, um, my boyfriend just like hit me or something. And we're like, Oh shit, that's, are you okay? And she's like, no, not really. She didn't like, she wasn't like, there wasn't black eyes or anything like that, but I'm like, Oh, that's terrible. And then she's like, can I borrow your phone? And I'm like, yeah, definitely. And then she wanted to check her Gmail or some shit. And I didn't have the Gmail app. So first I was getting a little bit like, what the fuck's she doing? And then I'm like, just go to internet. The internet explorer button's right there. Whatever the fuck internet explorer, whatever safari. Um, yeah. and this is what's really funny, dude. She hits the safari button. And porn popped up immediately. No. <laughs> oh my god. I forgot. I don't I don't close tabs. I don't close tabs. I don't guys. either. Is it open? I don't no, open. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I guess you know. Don't my you have little toddlers? Young enough where they're not borrowing my phone. They're not playing on your phone. I feel like that's toddlers' favorite things to do. Like, can I play with your phone? Well, you know, you I got a passcode on it. Okay. But I have had it one time I had my son. This was a couple of years ago. When my, my oldest son was four now, when he was two, he was playing on my phone. And I'm like, dude, you just liked a bunch of terrible tweets. Okay. And I have to now unlike these tweets. <laughs> and you unfollowed some people. Some of them I'm kind of happy you unfollowed because I didn't have the guts to do it. So thank you for that. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely, it was a weird bar. There was always some random like shit. Um, that last night of that bar, the drop, which was a fun spot, uh... everyone, was one of those crazy drunken last nights where... Um, I remember being like, I need to get food just so I'm sober enough to drive and I might have yeah. to just wait this one out, which, cause you know, you drinking and driving, don't do it, everybody. Um, so Ed, I know you're going to get after it when you're done drinking again, Corinda, you have given up, uh, drinking for what reason again? Lent for Lent. Yeah. I started, for Lent. I started, I'm not religious. Uh, I'm using it purely, um, for my, <laughs> for my, this is a challenge. Convenience. I'm not religious at all. Yeah, because I wanted to do No Fun February this year. I always say I'm going to do it every single year, and yeah. um, I, I fail really bad, miserably. Um, and I made it, like, three days in this year, failed, and then I was like, oh, like, just feeling bad about myself, too, for just being a failure. I'm like, what? what? There's no temptations right now, even. Like, I'm not even going to open mics or going out, you know? 
Um, so then when Lent hit, I'm like, this is it. I'm doing it for real. Um, but I didn't realize how long it is. Like, I just said yes to it. It's 45 days or 40 days or something like that. So I think I might just stay tuned. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> for now. She's and if you're, ca- if, yeah, if you're Catholic, I guess they cheat on Sunday. Are you Catholic, Joe? You just Catholic. I am. You look like you would be Catholic. Do you, uh, yeah. you, do you hear this, that they cheat on Sundays? For I know there's some cheat day. I didn't know it was Sundays. Look, I'm I'm Catholic culturally. I'm not. Um, I don't go to practicing. church. Um, yeah, yeah, not practicing. What I mean is that, like, I just identify with some of the stuff of being an Irish Catholic person. You know, like well, we know a lot of Jewish people, but they're not like practicing. But they just still yeah. they still run around saying they're Jewish, even though you know they don't wear the yarmulke, they don't do any of the other stuff. Yeah, I, that's the way I am. Like, you know, be a good person to each other and all that stuff. But as far as um, so much of Lent is, it's a good idea to give something up and to challenge yourself. Like I'm giving up fast food. Um, but it's funny because you're not allowed to eat meat on Fridays during Lent. Yeah. That's a big thing, but you could eat fish. Now, the reason you could eat fish is because back in the day when they were make, you know, making these rules, so many people were fishermen. They'd have been fucked. They'd be like, Hey, you can't yeah. tell people not to eat fish. That's like one of That's our, our three livelihood. jobs that exist right yeah. now. You know, what are you can tell people not to go to prostitutes? We'd all be fucked. Come on, you yeah. know. So what, they just they just added the Bible. <laughs> all right, yeah. I got you, Long John Silver, and he's cut and paste. Except- they do, what? man. Seriously, so many rules get changed because no they realize way. they change the rules of the Bible for people's convenience. No. Yeah. No. no. Come on. <laughs> Shocking. I isn't heard. It? I heard like Lent was partially inspired by. This is all bar talk too, by the way. I'm a bartender, so I have mm-hmm. these conversations with randoms. But some uh, lady told me that rent Lent was started because they wanted to um, help the fishing fishermen's business. Like it was strategic in the fact that like, oh, okay, like we want the economy uh, economy to rise. We don't want people going out and hunting or trading for meat. We want people buying fish on Fridays, but I don't know. I wasn't there. No, so. that could very well be. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Um, before we get into WandaVision talk, Ed, I did want to bounce back to something. Now, I don't care what Mr. Potato Head's going by. I don't give a shit. Um, every couple months, there's a new thing where it's like, we're, we're changing this rule and that rule and all this stuff. It's like, whatever, call it potato head, call it whatever. It's fictional. I really don't care. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they do this stuff really just to rile people up and to, <laughs> 100%. You it's think just they, to rile people up. If they said nothing and just changed it to potato head and said nothing, no one would have gave a fuck. No, but it's public. Whoever it's that company is yeah. wants a big pat on the back saying, look how woke we are. That's it. They could have changed the potato because. There is really no Mr. Potato Head. It's whatever the fuck you make it. Yeah. When's the last time you thought about Mr. Potato Head until the recent history? Maybe well, Joe. Well, I have got two kids. in my house. So you got kids. Yeah. I got kids. But it's just a big PR scheme, like a big marketing campaign. Like, that's all it is. Get people talking about something that they never, ever talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's and- part of it. I want people listening to understand that people are getting played. These companies do this. <laughs> and like Ed said, they could pat themselves on the back going, look how woke we are. And no. then the other side will be like, we're boycotting Mr. Potato Head. And then the woke side will be like, well, we better buy a bunch of Mr. Potato Heads yeah. or a bunch of Potato Heads <laughs> so that we help their business because these people are boycotting, which is funny because the same people who are saying we're boycotting Mr. Potato Head are the same people who are against cancel culture. And it's like, well, then you're canceling the Potato Heads. That's essentially <laughs> what you're fucking doing. Anyway, regardless, I bring this up to you both as comedians. Um, 
because you both have the attitudes where it's like, look, we're, you guys are good people. And I, I know you're both on the right side of history with some things, but as a bartender and as the guy that Ed is, my listeners know Ed very well. Um, you guys are people who are like, it's fucking funny. Shut up. It's funny. Right. Fuck you. You know what I mean? And I feel like as comedians, we should have that mentality. You know, if obviously we're, we're at a show and someone's, you know, comedians picking on someone who's like mentally disabled, we'd all be like, get the fuck off the stage. What the fuck's right. wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if you're making a joke where you slip up and say something a little off color, it's like, all right, was it good? If it's right. a good joke, fine. I mean, you know what I mean? There's yeah. like, someone's got to have there's... fun around here. <laughs> yeah, let's like, <laughs> and that's what I'm wondering is, is the pendulum going to swing back the other way? You know, dude, I was on dude. this really. No, it's, it's, it's fine. You think it's going to keep getting worse? No, no, no. Well, it's fine. The people that see the problem is with us is that we're surrounded by people who give a fuck. And I use that with loose quotes. But whenever I go on stage and say something off colored, it's just they laugh. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. the normal people are, are fine. The yeah. On we, both ends are the loudest people, but they don't have the numbers behind them. Yeah. They're just louder than everyone else. And everyone else in the middle it, don't give a fuck. They're just like, all right. That's funny. That's not. Who gives a shit? Yeah, you're right. You're actually right about that. Mm-hmm. I just, I just don't want to hear about it. I'm just yeah, sick of nah. it. I said I don't care, but I'm just like every day. You know why? Because I still have like a portion of my friends who will be like, "Are you fucking serious? Huh? Yeah, like fine. Maybe I'll get behind universal health care. But every time these assholes want to get rid of Eskimo pies because it's it's racist towards Eskimos, it's like fuck you. Like you know, that's like their mindset. Where I'm like. What do you care what it's called? You don't even eat it. You know what I mean? There's know. so many people I want to know what who get mad really at shit they have nothing to do with. About. Yeah, it's, it's just like displaced anger and it's just a way to, you know, focus your attention on something beside your actual life and things that you're actually sad and upset about. It's all it, it true. Here, here's what I think it is, right? Uh, I just think a lot of these people that's this loud are white males. I hate to be this woke guy, but they were on top they got away with everything. And well, just and like- old white females. Oh, not old. I'm sorry. Middle-aged white females. and high- Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> them, them too. Uh, them too. A lot of them are hiding in plain sight, but we see motherfuckers. Uh, so they're losing that shit. So Mr. Potato Head is a microcosm of them losing their way. The metaphor, you know, about shit changing. And they don't want it, they don't want it to change. It was like a, 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 over the... Over the uh, over the holidays, I spent my holidays with my in-laws, and we started talking Black Lives Matter, um, which, if you have white in-laws, it's a great conversation. You should try it one day. Uh, <laughs> and and it was just like, oh, like, every all the news they get is just so way off base about the protests and shit like that. They think Chicago's a war zone during a protest. Like, no, it wasn't. There was one hard day of looting, right? One really hard day of looting, which I'm for, because honestly, in this country, nothing is done unless some shit gets looted and then after that it was about the message for 90 percent of the protest was about the message we had people uh Dwayne murphy was out in the streets every day every day out in the streets recording shit you know what i mean and he had one day where shit kind of went down and that was by uh the columbus statue when they tried to take that shit down and they yeah, didn't announce that, that to crazy. anybody that wasn't that wasn't Organiz- organizers didn't relay that information to protesters there. Like it was very, there were children mm-hmm. there that was very like, um, you know, some people knew it was going to happen, obviously, but not everybody that showed up to that protest was aware. You know, yeah. they, kinda, yeah. they felt like they got got and, too. And most people that came to protest wasn't about that life. 
Mm-hmm. You know, true, it was true. A, a handful of people that was like, fuck this shit. This shit kind of got spiraled off control from there. Yeah, the looting. I'm against looting if it's like small businesses and stuff. I have a friend who has a had a bar in the South Loop and they got fucked up pretty good. And I'm like, damn it. Aww. You know what I mean? No, like I'm dude, if you're gonna throw fucking a garbage can through a Bank of America, go for it. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. that shit's fine. Take out the big corporations because you're right. Sometimes you gotta make some of that noise to really get people to pay attention. Um, but you know, leave uh leave Miguel's taco stand alone, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Come on. Yeah, I mean, solid. They, they got it mostly right. They, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. I mean, and there's always some prick. And, and remember in Minnesota when the shit first started to go down, that one guy was knocking out windows at an auto zone was like fucking undercover cop or wasn't even undercover. He was just because I think there is that's what gets fucking again. I don't want to get too deep down the rabbit hole with some of this stuff. But every now and then you come across something where they're like, I heard. And and, and look, I, I don't I hope this isn't the case, but they're like they started saying to fund the police and then some police themselves started to fucking, you know, rock the boat a little bit that way. They'd like, see, you need us. Yeah. You need us. Look at this. You want burnings building. There was this, um, fireman. I don't know if he was a Chicago fireman. I can't remember the story, but it was a true story of a fireman back in, um, fucking like the early nineties or something who was setting fires and they found out it was him. <laughs> well, cause they were talking about cutting the fire department. Cause they're yeah. like, ah, oh, there's not fires anymore. Um, you know, because it used to be back in the day, you plugged in too many things, your whole fucking house would go up in flames. Like, yeah. technology's a lot better now. People have surge protectors. Eh, <laughs> I can imagine the fire a little tight. Boycotting surge protectors. Yes. <laughs> but, you, you know, so they're us. like, wait, you're going to cut my job? Oh, really? Okay, well, here comes the cigarette I'm putting out on a stack of papers right Uh-oh. next to the library. <laughs> Fuck Uh-oh. you. Call me up right now. Um, which I, I'd hope wasn't the case. I just think that everything that went down over the summer... Um, with stuff again, I don't know how we got quite on this topic, but um, oh, you were talking about talking about Black Lives Matter with your in laws. So yeah, and just talking about how people are like, I just oh, so it was going back to that. It's like I just feel like they were like, oh well, my now now my life is changing. Yeah, because so you take Mr. Potato Head, that's where it starts, and then there you go. You know, all of a sudden we can't call them niggers no more, and then you know all that <laughs> shit, you know. <laughs> I think there's going to be a little bit of a bounce back or at least maybe a little bit more balance. Um, Do you guys know, this is another thing I learned from the bar, um, that they're, you know, the onion, we've all heard of the onion, right? The satirical, of course, a left-wing newspaper. Do you know that there's like a right-wing version of that? Really? Yeah. It's called the Babylon Bee. Uh, I haven't checked out any articles or anything like that yet, but I heard this from some regulars that I love, you know, they're a couple and you know, they love talking comedy with me and they told me about this, uh, article and i'm like man or this uh newspaper i guess like yeah satirical newspaper i'm like that's interesting i wouldn't like mind just like reading a little a little bit like the conservative conservative side in joke form not memes like i think i think it'd be eye-opening for me um i think for a lot of people it's like okay if you can see through their eyes in the joking matter like maybe we can all relate to this a little bit yeah, I mean, there, there needs to be that. that. Yeah, there, there needs to be that. There needs just like how that trans person needs their audience. The right needs their audience too. I mean, they, yeah. they're out there. Larry the Cable well, Guy ain't, ain't get popular from doing shows in like Harlem, New York. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Tim <laughs> Allen. Yeah. Tim Allen show. Like that Tim one Allen. Got, yeah, he's that, Republican. I haven't seen that show that or Last Man Standing, and that one got canceled for a while, and that got a lot of heat. I never saw it, but people were like, "We love that show. The ratings are good." Like. And they brought it back now, but 
a lot of people think and assume it got canceled because it was too right wing. You know, he was a, and if you look at all the shows, like everything you watch, they're all left wing, left wing, left wing, even except for that one. Even yeah. Rose, Roseanne, the original Roseanne, yeah. when they came back, that was interesting because Roseanne was actually a right wing person dealing with left wing shit in her house. I think she had like a, a queer grandson or some shit like that mm-hmm. in that show. So it was really, really progressive. I wish she didn't fuck up and say all that shit on the Twitter. I would like yeah. to see where it went to, went to now. But that was a show yeah. like. Oh, people would just shut the fuck up and watch it. She's actually talking about left issues and dealing with it as a right wing uh, grandparent. But do you, you know, think you they can't... went too hard on her after the Twitter thing? I can't even remember exactly what uh, she said. No, uh, she said no. some really stupid shit. It was yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. You know, here's what it is. What she said, honestly, from a comedian who has nothing to lose, wasn't that bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, I was if you don't have, thinking about that today. Like, if you don't have a band, like I wonder heaven. Yeah, if you yeah. have like a network TV show that's number one, you can get away with it. No one will give a fuck. Like if Patrice yeah. was alive today, he says some crazy shit like that. He'll be like, all right, whatever, that's Patrice. But the problem was, she was number one in America's hearts. So you can't say dumb shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's. I guess what I bring this up, and you're right, Ed. You're like regular audiences fucking laugh like you know all the stuff that people the far ends it's really is mm-hmm. it's the far end the right and the far left and i touched on this in last week's podcast so sorry if i'm being a little redundant to my regular listeners it's i just want to know when i when i say something like when's the pendulum going to swing i want to know is when is the center right center left in the center center if anyone's truly a moderate you know i feel like everyone has to lean at least right or left when are those people going to be loud enough where they're going to be just like shut the fuck up shut up <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Whether it's shut up, no one cares what the fuck the potato head goes by. It's a fucking <laughs> children's toy. Shut the fuck up. Or if it's the other way where it's like, has anyone asked? Has anyone asked if if um Hispanic people or Latin people want to go by Latinx? Has anyone asked? And furthermore, if you say Latino, have you guys asked if that Latino person is fucking offended or are you being offended for them? Right. I think that's what drives me crazy about the far left is they get offended for people. Dude, Ed, you know, man, me used to do shows at House of Blues in downtown Chicago almost every fucking Tuesday. You and I were on that show all the time. Yeah. It was a great show run by our friend James Camp and um, and Chris Trani. And um, that show was great because it was the most diverse room in the city. 100%. You know, there'd, be times, there'd be times where it'd be like 75% black people. And I would do a joke in front of a 100% white crowd that would be like, eh. I would do it there and it would fucking murder. It would absolutely destroy. And I'm like, well, good. This is more of the crowd I want to perform for anyway. Like actual, like real life America, diverse people. But if Mm -hmm. I took that same joke and brought it to Logan square, they'd be offended. And I'm like, do you understand that you guys are all like white kids who just hated your parents? Probably because they loved you too much. And, um, and -hmm. now you're fucking sitting in these bars, judging everyone and giving no one the benefit of the doubt. Um, just taking everything out of context and being offended for people who fucking hate you. Like they're like right. these hipsters mm-hmm. are being offended for people who would be like, get the fuck away from me. Don't speak for me. Right. It's right. amazing. It's insulting. It's really insulting. If I was um, a black man or like, uh, you know, whatever, if I was in any marginalized group and I found out that fucking dudes named Tyler who wear skinny jeans and have fucking daddy issues are fighting battles for me, I'd be like, no, no, back the back the fuck up, dude. I don't need your help. 
They have no idea. They have no idea. They can't even remotely relate, relate to whatever the fuck they're getting mad about. You know? Well, that's why I've got the one joke where I talk about. I, I know, Ed, you told me, I'm pretty sure you said you liked that line a lot, where I, I wanted to cancel certain types of people and I wanted to get rid of the white guy who talks about how he's an ally, but he only has one black friend and his black friend has no black friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, they find the one black guy. Hey, this is my, this is my friend. This is, this is Eddie over here. He's a good friend of mine. And he's the black guy that only has white friends. Like, I don't know why just that they, it's always like their dude. That's like their mascot. Like, mm-hmm. see, look, I'm woke. This is my black guy right here. And then all the other black guys are like, yeah, you can fucking have that black guy. We're good. We're, we don't yeah. need him. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know. That shit just, I just want to, I know it's become a running theme on this podcast, everybody, but it's just one of those things where it's just exhausting. I just want people to give each other the benefit of the doubt. If someone's being a real true prick, then fucking, you know, take them behind the woodshed, take them to school. If someone just accidentally slips up, you know, sometimes good people have bad moments. And I just want people to differentiate that because I feel like it's getting real, real tiresome. And I definitely don't want it to be a situation going forward where everyone just, hates each other based on whatever fucking label you put to each other yeah um, my problem now that i have with this movement is uh the, the trans athlete portion of it because everyone that says if you have any issue with this you're automatically transphobic and my response to that is then why is barry bonds not in the baseball hall of fame right he's taking testosterone that's why he's not in there yeah and justifiably so so for me as a sports yeah. fan if I'm just talking about sports alone, I don't give a fuck how you identify as. I I can care less. There's bigger issues in the, in the world. But if you're injecting testo- testosterone into you, and then like... going and suplexing motherfuckers and rest, like what what are we talking about? Like what are we really talking about here? There's yeah, I don't like, know enough about it. Some people were telling me that like that, that's another thing too. No one does. Yeah. So you can't no one does, get right? mad at me for questioning this shit. I'm just going off of sports. That's all I know. You take also questioning, not to cut you off, Ed. Questioning is not. We should be encouraging questioning, right? You know, I think we're getting to. And again, you're right. What you said earlier, Ed. It's the fucking far fringes of this shit that Mm -hmm. I just don't like the language I hear out of some of it. It's not not like swearing. Fuck that. I meant like how we're um, like. I, I again, I hate to bring up trans stuff again though, but like. I saw a thing where it's you're transphobic if you won't date a trans woman or whatever. And in my head, yeah. I'm like, well, hold on though. Say I were not married. Say I was a single man. I, if you have a penis, I don't want to date you. I had a joke That's, about that. That doesn't I, make me I a bad that. person. I was like, how come I be transphobic? Can I just be dick phobic? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a yeah, friend. So- I'm, I think dicks are the worst thing ever. I, I shower and I, I turn away from the, the the mirror when I dry myself off. That's for a reason, you know? Well, I, now, do. I, don't... I love my dick. I stare at it all the time. <laughs> I do a joke that's like, it, it relates to this too, of like, I love women. You know, they're my friends. I'm attracted to men. Uh, I'm like, okay, I'm a lesbian until it's my turn. Okay. Like a tongue is a tongue (laughs) is what I say. I think vaginas are disgusting. I think my own vagina is disgusting. You know, I'm trying to get a, develop a closer relationship with it in my body. But yeah, I'm with you guys there. Like, it doesn't mean I'm anti-lesbian. It doesn't mean I'm anti against anybody's sexual choices, but you know, for me, like, no, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to. (laughs) Does that make me bad? No. Does that make you guys bad? It shouldn't. No. You know? Yeah. (laughs) 
you know, you know your sexuality and you're not judging yeah. anyone else's sexuality and that's fine <laughs> like we know women we all know women in this scene that you know they don't fuck with niggas right we just know it. like they don't I, fuck with black people at all as far as sexually i like how you said around. that and i've like <laughs> you said that immediately i'm like do we i don't know i don't know which women don't bring I, black I, guys i know we all know a couple of them. there's one joke in particular which i'm gonna leave off of this <laughs> podcast which is specifically around that about tell someone me fair. yeah i'll tell you all fair <laughs> but it's just like and that person that joke on stage no one said that they were racist and fair enough i'm i'm with that a hundred percent but at the same time you can't take that logic and apply it and then and then apply it to right trans person or something like that you know you just don't want the hypocrisy it's like oh okay mm-hmm. like that's okay and that's fine that gets a pass but not this yeah, it's yeah. Like, why are people policing anyway <laughs> well right. corinda let me ask you this this is more for corinda i want your take and then we're gonna get into some wandavision um Cause I'm, I'm, I'm fucking obsessed with this show. So <laughs> like for the finale that's coming up, I'm Thursday at midnight. I'm not waiting. I've been watching like Friday I, morning. I'm right? like, I have not been waiting because I had one spoiler on episode three when I waited the next day. So ever since then, I'm going to wait until 2 a.m. Friday morning and watch it. <laughs> you guys are really ever since Is that when it comes on 2 a.m.? At 2 a, well, it's not one. So I'm guessing it's two. I tried, I tried, All I tried right, it one more time. Too. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's my question for Corinda. I I see this a lot. I'll see women say men are terrible, men are pieces of shit, which is like, that's fine. But it's usually, I have a friend who's been saying like men are the worst because they got dumped and they were broken up with and they took it very hard. And everyone's just like, well, yeah, she got broken up with by a man. So therefore she can make posts about how men are terrible. But oh. if say a guy we know a girl dumped him and broke his heart. If he ran around making tweets that women are fucking awful and women are shit, all women are shit. I don't think he could get away with it. I feel like no. he would have even more problems than just having a little heartbreak. And yeah. that's where, that's why I don't like, and I know I, I would never be one of those people that interrupts a tweet or, or gets into one of those Twitter threads where it's like, Hey, don't say all men say some men because I yeah. know I'm going to lose. But I definitely think that it's just stupid language because how like it's, I don't know. It's, it's like, I, I used to get mad when people would say all Muslims are terrorists. Cause that's fucking a horrible thing. And it's 100% yeah. not true. And even though all, all cops are bad is a stupid thing to say too. These are all yeah. things that all they do, all they service are the people who already believe this shit. So if you're already right. racist towards polarized. Muslim people, yeah. You, you're yeah. just going to, it's just for your buddies. Hey, all Muslims are terrorists, right? Other racist asshole. All cops are bad. Other person who can't think logically. Also, like, all, you know, all, it's, all cops are bad is such a misleading way. I, I can't, I can't believe it became a thing. And, and this is why, you know, it's invented by white people. All cops are bad. All <laughs> cops are bastards because it's not the cops. The cop is inherently a good person. It's the system they're playing in leads them to do bad things. Like it's a gang. That's all yeah. it is. It's a gang, and they have and they have a code, just like the GDs have a code. And so you could you got plenty of great people that were gangsters. Jay Z now he owns a champagne company that's worth how many billions of dollars. So it's all cops. No cops are well. There are bad cops, but they're 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 not all bad. All of them are put or could be put in a compromising situation. We have to make a decision. Well, they have a very high suicide rate that I think a lot of it goes to 
they see yeah obviously they see really bad things in society that are absolutely heartbreaking too mm-hmm. of course right murders and child abuse and rape victims and all that and that takes a toll on your soul but from talking to cop friends of mine and, and reading further a, a big reason why suicide rate is high among police officers is the ones who do want to be like hey my partner's a horrible piece of shit who shakes down immigrants and does some really bad things. They can't tell a superior okay. officer about that because they'll, they break that code and they just live with that guilt. So whenever I hear people being like, Oh, good cops would rat out the bad cops. I'm like, you they say wouldn't. that like it's that easy because a lot of these good cops who would like to rat out the bad cops have fucking families yeah. might be a couple years away from getting their damn pension. You know what I mean? There's, there's a lot to lose. It's not just as so as easy as being like a rat, like I mean, uh, Dave Chappelle talked about uh, Chris Dorn on um, mm-hmm. on the one Netflix thing he released. Uh, what was it called? 842? Eight, 842, yeah. 842, I think. 847. Um, 847, I think is right. Yeah, I think that's right. So anyway, I just thought, what, what do you think about that, Corinna, though, with the whole... I think if your heart's broken, you could say whatever you want. <laughs> so if, if I have a dude friend that's like, oh, this chick broke my heart, she dumped me, she months. cheated on me. You get three months. I think you get three I like months. Heartbreak is heartbreak. I'm fucking crazy. Like I have been crazy, you know, and I feel, you know, shame and remorse for that. And like I want to, I think I'm growing as a person, you know. So moving forward, like I would, I don't want to be the crazy person, the crazy girl, you know. But we all have emotions, and like I've had it on the other end of me, like too, you know, was you know a, a comedian and things went bad and I got some like really like manic, like crazy messages. Okay. Like pages long of just like, you know, threatening stuff. Like, um, you know, I hope you die. Like quit comedy. You're not funny. It was Jesus is right. But it's like, I saw this person as a person like who was hurting and there was a reason like, you know, we were taking a break anyway, you know? And mm-hmm. at that moment I could have, I could have been like, Oh my God, this person is a toxic person in the comedy community. Like I never want to see him around at any open mics or any shows. And if you do, you hate women and blah, 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 blah. But like in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm empathetic to his human condition and he clearly needs comedy. Like this is the only thing mm-hmm. that's like tethering him to this life right now. And like we've since then healed and I consider us friends and like, you know, like I love seeing him when I get to see him perform and stuff. Like I still think he's funny. I will always think he's funny. And I don't know. I think about these people, not just women, because I saw it happen to Basil Farage when I first started comedy. Um, Like people, they want, they feel victimized or they feel hurt and they, they want justice. Okay. But in this little world that we're in, like, yeah, no one's breaking any laws. No one's really hurting anyone. But you're like, I can get vengeance. I can get back at them and somehow. And um, I'm going to crucify them publicly. How good does that feel and for how long? Uh, do these people ever have any remorse? Do they ever feel guilty about taking away someone's therapy or like the, maybe the one thing that was make, making them feel whole or maybe the one thing that was maybe starting to heal them as a person and now you're going to take it away? Or you think that's going to make them better? Like, come on. <laughs> uh, I always, I always ask, like, what's, what's the end game to what you're trying to do? I'm gonna leave, right. <laughs> I'm gonna leave, a, I'm gonna leave a bunch of names out of this. But the last night we talked about the drop, a certain comic showed up. I guess we, we all can guess who it is, but whatever. And then a bunch of comics came up to be like, uh, you, you know, 
this person's here, right? You're going to let them go up? I'm like, who gives a fuck at this point? I, I don't care. <laughs> the drop like, is closing down. <laughs> it's closing down. Who, who gives a fuck? <laughs> He's like, well, you, you shouldn't. And, I, and my, I was like, well, why not? Like, when you talk about taking someone out or, 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 or banning someone from doing things, I, I, I am 100% for the safety of the comic and stuff like that. There's some dudes being a creep. He's going to follow you home 100%. But in this case, there is like 200 people at this bar. If this motherfucker whips his dick out in the middle of the fucking stage, <laughs> and it's like, what's the chances of that happening? This happened. Right. This happened. Uh, the first opening up, someone uh, there was a comic at an open mic in a park, and another open mic came and said, "I don't feel comfortable with this guy being here." I'm like, he's at a you're at a public fucking park. Yeah. We can do corny behind a tree. Like, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> It's just like totally mad. I'm like, what are we talking about? What are we really talking about here? It's just like, oh my god, I was just so annoyed. I wasn't even there. I wasn't even there, and I was just like yelling in my bedroom, like, why are they fucking mad? People, people be angry right now. They just I, like it's not like, I see people just sit back. What is my end game of doing this? What am I really going to accomplish? Is this justifiable or is it not? Or is it something I feel entitled to? And I'm going with the second one because a lot of these people are white that pull the shit off. <laughs> yeah, not dude, a, but regardless Charles, of... You uh, had this podcast on them uh, just three days earlier because it would be justified <laughs> saying all this shit because it will be Black History Month. Now I just like, I hate white women. <laughs> hey you know what though march is also irish american history month so yeah not time we got some respect in this yeah, fucking country. <laughs> okay. dude you know what it is though too man comedians love drama as weird as that is oh, to yeah. say dude we see it all oh, the time yeah. it was what a week or two ago I, mean, I, love um, all this stuff. I never comment on it but <laughs> i don't comment on this either i tell people and it's always the same people commenting where i'm like guys this isn't fucking making you better comedians there's always some fucking thread about some random bullshit where it's like did you see what so-and-so thought um and it's just like dude what are you doing all these comics are sh like comics that we like are shooting themselves in the foot they get bogged down by these mm -hmm. lists and these opportunities and the funniest to me is the show ed and i produce comedians you should know whenever someone bitches about not getting on that show it makes me laugh extra hard because that was Just a show, show. exactly yeah. thank you corinda <laughs> that was a show you. created by people who weren't getting booked enough so they created yeah. their own yeah. fucking show and, and Corinda, you're a show like, creator with Shady Baby, so I, I was trusting that you got it. Um, and also, it's like that people want to be a part of. You know, be that yeah. person. Like you want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Make something that other people want to be a part of. There yeah. you go. <laughs> and there were some people who, yeah, we didn't book for a while, but then once we did, they were became a mainstay. Like I don't know. Like it's it's amazing how quickly people want, um, because the drama gives them something to do other than getting better. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's totally. like I could focus on this shit, and then, and they don't realize it, but subconsciously, we all have that. We all have the thing. Say you're in the middle of working on something hard. You have a goal. You have something going on. You could tell yourself, "Oh well, fuck." I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't finish those last ten pages because this shit happened. I mean, you saw this, right? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, dude, I saw that. They stormed the Capitol right. two weeks ago. It's time to start fucking getting back to your life. You know what I mean? You yeah. don't need to watch 24 hour <laughs> news forever. Like, let's go. Like, you know, there's people do that shit all the time. Yeah. All right. Let's talk WandaVision. Here we go. Everybody fucking Wanda. Marvel. Let's just talk about the MCU just briefly here because 
my wife and I just watched Spider-Man Far From Home. Neither of us had seen it. That was the only Marvel movie I had what? yet to see. Right, I know I'd well, see because well, it's not well, a Disney Plus, dude. It's not on Disney Plus. I've seen all the ones that are on Disney oh, okay. Plus. All right, all right, all right. Did I'll, you rent so it? I finally just bought it. I had to buy it. Um, and it was good. And my wife was watching with me and she was, I told her I'm putting it on and she's like, oh, okay. And then she was hooked and she was like, you know, I didn't know. I like the Avengers one. I didn't know about this new Spider-Man thing. Cause I don't think she saw homecoming. And she was like, that was really good. I really like it. And she's like, you know what I love how they are all tied together. Like, I think she dug, like there's a scene where Nick Fury is trying to get Spider-Man to go on this mission. And he's like, Thor, he's mm-hmm. off world. Dr. Strange, he's busy what about like he's trying to like yeah. Give yeah captain marvel like talk to someone else i don't want to do this and it's crazy that they made a universe and it almost bothers me that other i almost feel like everything needs to do that going forward yeah because it's, it's so I smart I, I don't know about everything but let's <laughs> why not i DC. almost want it to be you guys ever watch the tv show scrubs yeah, yeah. really good show i think it's underrated as far as like sitcoms go the guy who created that, Bill Lawrence, has created other shows. And the show he created after Scrubs that I wasn't that big a fan of, I only saw a few episodes, though, was called Cougar Town. Oh. But he had an episode where he had characters from Scrubs on Cougar Town. And in my head, I'm like, that'd be so fucking cool if, if there was a show creator out there. Yeah, you just kind of have like this universe where it's like uh, Cheers and Frasier had that, where Sam Mike Malone does. showed up, and it's kind of cool. They do it with, uh, well, yeah, Beavis and Butthead and Hank Hill, you know? Yeah, you and, know, and Dario. Like Dario. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know, was, yeah. you know, was the originality of the uh, the uh, movie universe, Kevin Smith. Oh, that's right, with Mall Rats all, and Clerks. All those characters are all tied in together. Oh, yeah. Mall Rats, Clerks, Dogma, uh, all of them, every single one of them, except for Jersey Girl, <laughs> which is why and he's a big, big comic book guy. Yep. Yeah. Even Kevin so Smith sense. is in the Marvel universe. And and uh, what's that? Captain Marvel, when they when they slam into the bus, he's reading a script for Mallrats. Whoa! Which is and that's set in mid nineties. That's set in ninety two. So do you guys like <laughs> read stuff about these movies, or do you actually catch all this when you're watching? No, them? no. I, I first it's off, like I don't so- read. I go to YouTube. <laughs> I go to YouTube and type in "explain this shit to me," and then I come <laughs> on here. It looks like genius. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> but no, I knew, I've been I've been a Kevin Smith fan my whole life, so I knew everything about him. Um, and he did a review on Cap, uh, Captain Marvel where he cried up because he found out that him and him and Stan Lee has been friends for years, and that was like Stan Lee's way of throwing him a bone just to get him into the universe. And Kevin oh. Smith cried about that because he was like, "I can't believe this guy did this favor for me." And it was like, "Yeah." So. It's just, I don't, I mean, the fact that they've getting, they've seemed to know what they're doing television wise is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, Corinda was talking about, well, actually this is before we started uh, recording the podcast that you're digging the fact that it's something to look forward to every week. Yeah. I didn't realize like how much I missed that. Like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's Saturday. Like, oh, a new WandaVision came out. I haven't seen it yet. Cool. I have something to do something like forward to you and we do it as a family in this household like um my boyfriend's son stays with us half the time you know so he come he comes um on sundays and we watch it and he's into the marvel world so much like he knows every little thing like he he um caught the you know agent Wu at the end of ant-man 
like, yeah. The, yeah. the close-up magic. So he caught yeah. that and he showed it to me. And then he he when we were watching it live, he's like, oh, and he freaked out and he caught it and he's like, that's so awesome. And he we're like, me and his dad didn't get it, you know. So he we paused the show and he he pulled up the end of Ant Man and he showed us and it was like, ah, oh, I mm. love like watching it with someone who really does get it and understand it all. And then it's like exciting for all of us. Like I cried yeah. today at the last episode. Like it's oh, okay. It's before we get into the latest episode, <laughs> so episode nine's coming up, everyone. I wanted to do a WandaVision podcast before the final episode. Um, I'm sure I'll touch on it after the final episode airs in a few days. Um, we're going to play a fun fuck, Mary kill WandaVision <laughs> characters. I got the male characters for Corinda, the female characters for Ed. So yes. that'll be pretty fun. Okay. So the first two episodes of WandaVision, I'll admit, did start off slow. I still had fun watching them. They were sitcom-y. What killed me about the internet's reaction to the first two episodes were people being like, well, this is stupid. This is boring. And Because in my head, I'm like, what the fuck do you have to accomplish before people just trust you? Because right. in my head, I'm like, this it's is Marvel. Marvel. Right. It's Marvel. Mm-hmm. I trust that this is going to build and it's going to be amazing. And the payoffs are going to be holy shit payoffs because this is what Marvel does. You know, yeah. and yep. lo and behold, episode three rolls around. You get the whole tie in with uh, Monica Rambeau and everything that's going on with that. And yeah. I love how they showed. Obviously, at the time, I didn't realize that Spider-Man uh, Far From Home did this. But in I believe it was episode three or episode four. No, episode four. Because at the end of episode three is when um, she has the twins and Monica Rambeau is like kind of breaks the wall where it's she talks about Ultron killing her and, brother uh, and it's like and yeah yeah he's like you gotta get the fuck he out of here and she's like she sends her out of the hex mm-hmm. obviously if you're listening to this i don't need to say spoiler alerts you clearly know what the hell's going <laughs> on um yeah it'd be pretty weird if you click on comedians talking about wandavision and they're just we're just ruining it for you so when they show like because you know the whole blip thing thanos snap everyone disappears i just thought about how fucking sad that is you're visiting your mother her mother maria oh, who's oh, captain marvel's best uh, friend you're visiting your mom who's dying of cancer and all of a sudden you just disappear. You, you turn to dust, but the, her mom didn't. So her mom had to suffer with cancer for a couple of years without her daughter. And then you, when you come back, I never thought of that. When it, when Tony snaps everyone back or not Tony, this would have been Bruce Banner. When the Hulk snaps everyone mm-hmm. back, you come back to where you were. Yeah. So yeah. she comes back to a fucking hospital room. That's an empty bed. And she's thinking who moved my mom. And the one doctor's like, your mom died three years ago. And you're like, what the fuck happened? You know, like that, the way they showed that made me think, damn, that's crazy how that all went down. And then of course, everyone on the, the, you know, the YouTube Marvel people and the TikTok Marvel people, because I've been following Marvel TikTok's pretty great. um, They all have to be like, what happens if you disappeared when you were in a plane? Huh? You come (laughs) back above shit and then fall 3000 feet to your own death. Like, you know, it's just. Some people just take shit too far a little right. bit. Right. It's like this yeah. is a made up world. They're they're filling in the plot holes yeah. where they can. Like, give them a break. <laughs> yeah, <is> exactly. <laughs> I think you just land safely wherever you were. But that's part of it. That's part of the uh, the allure of Marvel is people are trying to guess. So, you know, on TikTok, there's a lot of accounts when I'm scrolling through, they'll be like, All right, here's my project my prediction. Agnes is Agne- Agatha Harkness, which everyone kind of yeah. knew right away anyway. Yeah. She's going to be, you know, and then Mephisto is going to come in and then who's going to be the big cameo because everyone's already teased a big cameo and Evan Peters, he was the, 
Um, he was in the X-Men universe playing um, Quicksilver. Yeah. What's going on with that? Mm. Like, they're just doing really cool shit that keeps people talking for the week, which is why I agree with you, Corinne. It's nice to have something to look forward to every week. I kind of miss this appointment television that only HBO does now because Netflix just drops everything at once. Yep. I guess yeah. network television still does it, but, you know, it's different. But there. it keeps the conversation going. And, like, maybe the people that, you know, gave up on it after one or two episodes, you know, are reading this hype on the Internet and you know, the conversation's still going like, all right, maybe I, I should give it another try. You know, maybe 100%. I should get back into it. Well, some people, I are think, stubborn. some yeah. people are stubborn. And I'm talking about my roommate, Radescu, uh, <laughs> are set in their ways to saying WandaVision is trash and gave it after the second episode. And then also told me he's done paying for uh, Disney Plus, that piece of shit. So <laughs> he, he's going to get me to the end of the season and then he's gone. So I got to subscribe to it now, the cheap bastard to watch. <laughs> To watch the Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcon, sorry, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier starts the week after. Like, they just yeah. are so good at, I almost want to fucking figure out a way to, it's never going to happen, but I want to figure out a way to take how they market and how they hype stuff and bring it into the world of comedy. Because that would be a really cool thing to do. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Kevin Feige been working on this for like 20 years. I mean, it's a way, but it's a long-term uh, game plan but you know one thing about that too is it's like i was mad that disney snatched the daredevil and the punisher series and like uh what's the other January one jessica jones, jo- jessica jessica jones. Johnson. yeah and i was like oh why the fuck they do that and then wandavision came out i was like oh they got better plans than what netflix has yeah they don't they want to run it their own way without anyone fucking us up so i was like all right I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with that. All right. So before we got to talk about like the actual series a little bit here, but you, you reminded me of something mm-hmm. with the whole, all the, uh, the Netflix Marvel shows, which were great. Luke Cage was awesome. Luke, uh, Justin Daredevil Jones was has, great. Daredevil has Daredevil. the best a- action. Mar- out of all the Marvel movies, they have the best action scenes that I've always seen. Uh, oh, that always seen was amazing. Which is incredible. That's the best thing they've ever came out action. So at the end of the last Spider-Man you know, in the post credit scene, he the world knows he's Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. You know, Spider-Man's Peter Parker because of the whole thing that went on there. There, The rumor is that with the next Spider-Man, you know how they've already signed on the old Spider-Mans? So when the Doctor Strange movie comes out, which I think actually is set to come out after this Spider-Man. So the idea is... It's kind of weird, yeah. It's a little weird. So Doctor Strange is like the multiverse of madness. And I think what's going to happen is what Wanda's powers is going to do is going to open up some sort of multiverse. The fact that she has this chaos magic and she could literally create whatever the fuck her brain wants to, which she's not even oh, fully wait, aware wait, wait, of. Wait, wait, We don't know if it's chaos magic yet. I'm sure about that. We, yeah, we don't know yet, but that's what it was said at the end of the last at episode. The end of that last, well, yeah, I think, I think Agnes, Agnes is misled, but I'll explain that. Could be Agatha says you are the Scarlet Witch, which is supposed to be like a mythical person, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the idea being, this is what's cool too, is like New York City is prominent. Dr. Strange lives in New York. Spider-Man's going to need help figuring out what to do. Dr. Strange is like, all right, I got you. There's going to be some sort of like trial against Peter Parker. Who's going to be Peter Parker's lawyer? Daredevil. The Daredevil guy? They think that's how they're going to tie Daredevil because they're, they're eventually going to tie in everything. Because mm-hmm. we forget how big the Marvel Universe is. Because the MCU had to close it down because of legalities. You know what I mean? They didn't have the rights to Fantastic Four. They didn't have the rights to 
X-Men because Fox owned them, but now Disney bought 20th Century Fox, so they own those now. They just have to get Spider-Man out of Sony, but even though Sony and and Marvel have a pretty decent working relationship right now, although it feels mm-hmm. like it's not the tightest as it should be. Eventually, it's going to... Sony's going to fold, eventually, I think. Eventually, Disney's going to buy them. Yeah, eventually, they're going to be like, doing. all right, fine, fuck it, we can't do it. Just give us a check. We're fine. Disney is like, we got the biggest stick at the table all the mm-hmm. time. We're Disney. <laughs> So anyway, all right. That's what the big D is for. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna change it to Dick D. <laughs> dick, dick, dick. Yeah, right. I mean, dick their dick D. comes down to their knee. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. So, Corinda, you told me that you you're loving the Marvel stuff, but you're not as deep into it as like Ed and I are. What is your like? What is your take right now on on Wanda's character? Because I think they're doing such an amazing job just showing her yeah. grief and her scary ass power at the same time yeah it's been a roller coaster for sure i was like oh okay like is she good is she bad like what's going on it's like oh she's just been through a lot of trauma like she's a cuban like you yeah you see you see her human experience and i oh i love her i have a girl crush on her <laughs> she and she's so versatile as an actor her and uh the actress that plays ignis i can't think of her name right now but i love her just seeing like the range mm-hmm. What's her name? Catherine? Catherine Han. Han. Um, Han. Yeah, she's dope. And just to see them go, like, from character to character, not even from episode to episode, like, within the episode, you know, fluctuate like that, like, it's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, they, they did amazing casting. Casting was so yeah. well. Catherine Han is perfect yes. as Agatha Harkness. She's I so good. I love seeing her in, like, a, a lead role like that. She's always been, like, you know, a side character or, like, the co- like comic relief in movies or something, you know, just to have her, like, in a lead role, like, especially the last two episode episode, you know, is pretty cool to watch. And Elizabeth Olsen, which I didn't realize that she is the young, she's younger than the twins. I didn't know she was younger you didn't know. than, um. Mary Kate you know younger. Oh my god, they're related. I didn't know that. Holy oh my shit. Goodness. Yeah. Wait, you what? really didn't know that they're related? No, kidding? I didn't know that Mary Kate and Ashley had another sister. What? Yeah, yeah. it's she's Elizabeth Wilson, who's way more successful now. She's a hot one. She's the only one that found the sandwich. Yeah, she oh eats. The, the other, the other two were so. I believe Hollywood. you guys, but I'm googling it just in case. That's nuts. Yes, yeah, the other two were in Hollywood. So their parents starved them. Yeah, like for those of you who don't know, Mary Kate and Ashley, the twins from the show Full House that ran for about nine years from the mid 80s to early 90s. They also had a bunch of straight to VHS movies in the 90s where like they were like detectives and they were this and the Olsen twins and people got real pervy with them where they had like a countdown to them when they turned 18. Yeah. And which was always creepy. Um, Even when I was like, because I'm like their age, I think, or maybe even a little younger, I always thought that's a little weird. They were, they're like anorexic. They're just so skinny and they got these big bug eyes because they're so skinny. But she was like always like in good, she looks like a healthy human being where yeah. the sisters just didn't. And um, yeah, but anyway, I thought she was the older one, but I only think that 32. now because I realize she's taller. Yeah. People who are taller look older. She's like a good picture, head taller. Yeah. There's a picture of all three of them together and Elizabeth looks like, again, she's like seven inches taller than them. Yeah. Like she's five eight, and they're like five two. Wow, they make beautiful babies in that family. We, I well, learned something new. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Mary Kate and Ashley could be hot again if they just fucking they started doing squats at the gym and eating. 
Just eat something. Who cares? Just, you don't even do squash. Just eat something. Anything. Well, yeah, I know. They're just real thin. I remember I saw a picture of them once where they had, like, their arms were just so skinny. Like, there's mm-hmm. just no meat on their bones. I just, I, I mean, it sounds like I'm shitting on them, but I'm really more concerned about their health. Anyway, she's a tremendous actress. She needs to win an Emmy, especially for her performance in this last episode. Yeah. She mm-hmm. does such a good job. In the episodes before this, but this last episode was really just, she shined. You know, was, her acting was fin- phenomenal. But she's doing such a good job throughout this whole series. Now, in the comic book, she was part of, like, the evil, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants for a while. Mm-hmm. She was a bad guy and, and for a good run in the comics. So she kind of went back to being, you know, she's good, now she's bad, she's good, she's bad. I only know her as the good person from the ex, from the Marvel movies. You know what I mean? She's She, yeah. she started off as the bad guy in Age of Ultron, but then she, at the end of the movie, she's good. She becomes an Avenger. So she's always been good. I'm not ready for her to become a bad guy. And I don't know if they're going to make her a bad guy, but I feel like she could play it. Cause she's had moments where I'm like, fuck scary. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like what she mm-hmm. captain Rambo, like that scene specifically, like, it gave me chills. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. she's, she's bad. <laughs> she's not a good girl, but I'm I- liking, I'm liking that Monica Rambo still believes in her and has yeah. this notion of like, no, we're not. And how much do we hate this? Haywood guy or Haywood. Yeah. He's the- Boo him. And, okay, I, I didn't get at the end, but now I don't want to give too much away. I guess you're right. Spoiler, no, but, oh, hey, you are? Well, everyone, just, no, so everyone's I, here knows better. So I, I should have known better, too. I didn't realize until, like, the last two episodes, Marvel, to watch all the way through the credits and see, like, the little blip <sighs> at the end. Mm-hmm. So I just did that today on this last one. And so I watched all the way in and the little blip at the end. So she never went in and got his body? Like, they still had it? They still had no. it. She created him so out of her fucking mind. And the memory is all, and but he doesn't know that because he still thinks that. Okay, God, it's that's why he doesn't know that she had killed him. That's why God, Darcy uh, had to had tell him. Tell yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Ed. Have that memory. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's more parts of the episode where uh, we don't know what Agatha's doing right now, but she is doesn't know Wanda that well. When the dog gets killed, and the son's like, "Mom, bring him back to life." If you look at Agatha's face, like, wait, you could do that? Like, yeah, she still doesn't know what the fuck she's dealing with, uh, with with uh, Scarlet. That's what Witcher. she's investigating. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, Agatha wants something out of Wanda. We don't know what it is yet, though. We don't know if Agatha's a bad person yet. She just might have bad tendencies. I don't. It depends on what she's looking to do, and that's what we're hoping to find out this last episode because it's, it's it, everything is still. They built up just enough to let us know just enough, Ooh. but not figure it out. Well, that's what's so incredible. You mentioned how, Corinda, they've had uh, post-credit scenes. In all the Marvel movies, they have post-credit scenes. Uh-huh. But the Marvel movies started in 2008 with Iron Man. And the whole idea, the reason they've had post-credit scenes these last two episodes is because you know how they were going decade by decade? Yeah. They didn't have a post-credit scene for the 50s episode because that wasn't a thing in the 50s. They only mm. did the post-credit episode starting with the Modern oh. Family Office type episode. Oh, That's why they did one for that one. Which that is which so <laughs> I don't so this new vision or the vision that you see the Hayward and Sword uh that agency like revealing that's like the actual vision body. They put it back together. Yeah. Will it have the memories of the real vision? No. I don't know. I don't think so. I'm going on um, here and saying no. They All right. They he has a he has something on his forehead that looks very similar to an arc reactor from Tony. 
So I think what they're doing is using Stark tech to power up this. Yeah, because they don't have an Infinity Stone, obviously. Um, (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. And because my only hope is this better be an hour long episode because they've got a lot of things to do. That and I don't think half an hour is enough. I thought they were going to keep getting like longer and longer. I was like, sweet. By like, you know, episode 89, we'll have full blown movies each episode. But yeah. I get it. They had to cap it off at 40. But I, I I would be happy with an hour for the season finale. Right. All yeah. right. Let's get predictions. What are your predictions for the final episode? <sighs> I don't even know. Let's see. Well, Ed, go first because you got that theory. I'll give Corinna some time. Yeah. The- the real vision sacrifice himself for sure to take out the fake vision. The real vision then being the vision that Wanda creates. Thank you. Sorry. That's we'll we'll sacrifice himself to get rid of this vision because they're trying to use this vision as a weapon, which is what no one wants except for an evil government agency would want. (laughs) And this, the vision that Wanda created obviously has a moral compass. Like he's not under Wanda's control. And you know, was that, that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. She he can't she can't control him. So her him and Agnes are the only ones in there that she can't control completely. And he's already has a moral compass and is already like, you know, wants to do good for people, you know. Yeah, I think you're right. I can I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. And then uh yeah. Agatha Agatha's looking at the wrong place. WandaVision isn't using what's that kind of magic set again, Joe? Um Chaos Magic. It's not chaos magic. Wanda is a witch, but the Mind Stone made her who she is, which is something different from... uh, Actually, maybe not. Well, you know what the theory is now, if I can cut you off. In that last episode, we discover... Yeah, in the last episode, though, we discover through that therapy session that Agatha took Wanda through from her childhood through the years is that Wanda always had powers. It was the Mind Stone that enhanced them to turn her into even more powerful because you notice that the reason that bomb didn't go off when she was a little girl is because she didn't want it to go off. Like so right. she's always had like these. And so now they're trying to say uh, the big fan theories. And, and sometimes it sucks to watch this way. If you're a diehard fan listening right now, sometimes just enjoy what you're watching. Cause I feel like so many Marvel fans, they watch the episode in hopes of predicting. And when their prediction doesn't come true, they're like, uh, well, they should have done it the way I thought. Yeah, it's like that's what went wrong enjoy with Game it. of Thrones too. Game so of Thrones people got yeah. a little nutty with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although the ending of that did suck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, Bran, the most boring fuck in the world, becomes that's the guy. Oh, because well, he knows it, history and he can see the future. I don't know, fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's weird how Tyrion. Everyone just listen to whatever Tyrion said. You know what I mean? I never, I never finished. Game of Thrones, and I and because of that ending, I just I I never even went back to it. And I was like, you know, <laughs> no, well, I just fine. ruined it for you anyway. Right, Sorry. Okay, I know I made up my mind. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna waste my time with that shit. <laughs> All right. Well, I think so, what's gonna happen, ah, dude. It's so fucked up because you know, in the comic books, which is this is loosely based off of House of M, somewhat, mm-hmm. which was a comic book series, um, in which Wanda really shows off her fucking powers her twins get offed. They get killed. I think it's Disney and I just, it's still Disney. I know they're letting Marvel be Marvel and in the movies, the people get killed. I just don't see them killing two 10 year old boys or 12 year old boys. I mean, they kill a cute ass dog though. Yeah, but you never saw like the dog get killed. I guess you don't have to see the twins get killed. They don't have to see the twins get killed. They can just die off camera. 
But like, dude, no, if Agatha... No, no, so the easiest way to kill them off, Joe, is they have a peanut allergy, <laughs> and Agatha just feeds them a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's what... The, and, and that way you put a PSA on peanut butter and children, so they cover all their bases. Perfect. This, there you go. Settled. Kids are dead, and then, hey, don't feed them peanuts. They got well now. If, if that doesn't happen in the final episode, I'm gonna be very pissed at you, Ed. Yeah, yeah. All right. Man. Well, what do you? What was your theory you were gonna mention though, Ed? You thought you had like a theory that you were gonna say? Well, I taught myself in a circle because the Infinity Stones are magic based off of Thor's storyline. They consider what's that? The uh, the Space Stone a form of magic in in uh, Asgard. Yeah. So I was gonna say that. What's her name is not using whatever magic called, but the Finney Stones are met are considered magical in certain realms. So that doesn't make gotcha. Any sense gotcha. Gotcha. Who sense, do you think doesn't make sense? Who do you think the surprise cameo is gonna be? Do you think there's gonna be a cameo that everyone's just gonna be like, holy shit? Um all right. Cheap answer. Cheap answer is James Spader. Uh He'll be the voice of the new vision, Ultron. Yes, that's the that's the cheap answer. That's that's the easy answer because all around the internet. If you look at the cast, if you just Google the cast of fucking WandaVision, his name pops up. However, certain other Marvel name pops up that don't make sense either. So that could just be whatever. But I don't think it's him because it's too easy. Yeah, I do think it's going to be multiverse related, and I'm going on the limb here. Hail Mary, Blade, Marshala Ali will be the surprise cameo. That's that's quite the Hail Mary. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, quite call, the Hail Mary that you're putting me out Marvel there. Call me Marvel Doug Flutie over here. I'm just fucking close my eyes and hurl that bitch. All right. I want, I want Paul Rudd. I just want to see him. You want Ant Man? <laughs> yeah. Just work him in there somehow. I, I mean, he could sneak he under could, the head. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a little unlikely. Um, <laughs> Well, there's talks that maybe Jeremy Renner, because the two of them were always close in the movies, like as friends, um, Hawkeye and Wanda. You know, they've had, it's cool that they had like Darcy, who's from the Thor movies. And I li- I've always liked that actress. I'm into her. Yeah, Joe, Joe, um, Joe you got to yeah. take into account the Paul Bettany interview that he had. He said, I've always wanted to work with this guy. So it's not who you said, because he worked with that guy before, uh, Jeremy Renner. He worked not with him. James Spader. Yeah, I know that, but oh, he, he worked work with, with James Spader as in fucking Age of Ultron. But that's what I said. So you, that's the, again, that's the easy way out. That's the easy way out. Uh, that's what I I'm thought going maybe with. it'd be Doctor Strange, but apparently the two of them worked in some English movie together. That don't count. We're Americans. I don't think that counts. I think <laughs> I honestly think Doctor Strange is going to be the cameo. Um, or if you want to get really crazy with it, Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Hmm. That's true. But get this. We're, we're going I'm doubling down. He's going to come through the portal. It's going to be a uh-huh. Doctor Strange portal. Why oh, did I fucking hit my mic? I just messed up the scene. He's going to come through the Doctor Strange <laughs> portal with Doctor Strange. And he's going to be like, "Wanda, we need to talk." After she yeah. du- after she loses it and kills uh I think she's going to kill Agatha. Wait, I you just remind me of something. That guy in the bee costume in the beginning the beekeeper? Like Yeah, I think he was just a sword agent. It was a sword well, agent. I did, yeah, I just think that was yeah. just something to set up the next episode. The small details of when they traveled through. Really? Yeah, because yeah. remember they How'd sent them. I don't. I think he's trapped in there now. Yeah, I Are think he's just a guy. Coming? 
I think he's just a guy yeah. like like Myman or some shit like that. Whatever. Oh, okay. I think like he's a, the rest of them. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just remembered that. Okay. All right, so here's my full prediction, and then we'll do fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Agatha either makes the the twins disappear or does something to the twins, which is going to cause fucking Wanda so much grief. Because remember in Age of Ultron, when Pietro dies, she doesn't see that, but they had that twin connection. She felt it, screams, and fucking those Ultron bots, which were made of vibranium, she loses her mind so badly from pain and grief that she disintegrated those things. Yeah. That scene is hey, so powerful. She's Joe, like, I'm ah, hop on, like this red I'm wave. I'm going to interrupt you. I'm just going to run to the bathroom real quick. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Come back for Fuck, Mary Kill. Literally, we're oh, going to start. No, like I'm coming right back. Hold on. All right, cool. Okay. I'm going to have to put a charge so, on this, too. Jesus Christ. All right, I know we were going a little long this episode, but people are peeing. They need phone chargers. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. Are you disappearing, too? I'm talking about I'm myself here. now. Okay, <laughs> good. Fine. Sorry, I'm here. Like, um, right, so I think the twins are going to get killed. She's going to lose her mind and actually like fucking destroy, like disintegrate um, Wanda. And, uh, and not Wanda. Wanda's going to disintegrate like fucking Agatha. But then, no, see, I know there's a fight scene. I know Vision and her like fight for their home. The sword. Yeah. So th- it's going to be Vision versus Vision. But first she she fucks up Agatha. Agatha's gone at this point. And then Wanda and the, the Vision she created will destroy the new Vision and fuck up the hex and everything. When everything's like, then the vision she created has to go away because the hex gets destroyed. And then Wanda's in pain again. And she's like crying, thinking, what is, what is my life going to be? This is me. Everything that everyone who gets close to me fucking dies. Everyone who gets close to me just, and I was saying that when they destroy the new vision, um, the, the vision she created will then have to disappear because the hex will get destroyed. And then she's just going to be in so much pain. And when that happens, then we're going to see that portal open that Dr. Strange does when he does his little fucking thing. And then Professor X and him are going to come through it. Why Professor X? He's an actor Paul Bettany's always wanted to work with. Well, then Paul Bettany's dead. I don't know, guys. Watch the show. <laughs> fucking figure it out for yourself. Why am I doing this to myself? This is harder than predicting the Super Bowl. Yeah, really. Should we play Jesus. bets? <laughs> All right, let's play Fuck, Mary Kill, WandaVision edition, okay. everyone. Um, my internet's slightly choppy, so I apologize for there. All right, WandaVision, Fuck, Mary Kill edition. Let's do this. Ed Towns, we're going to lead off with you. We're doing the ladies first. Okay. Corinda, don't worry. I got the men folk coming your way. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, so here we go. The um, obvious one is Elizabeth Olsen, a.k.a. Wanda Maximoff. Now we're going second, uh, Monica Rambeau, who's the actress's name I'm blanking on right now. Uh, and then third, we are going to go with uh, Darcy Lewis is the character's name, played by the actress named um, Kate or Kat Dennings. And then the other actress who plays Monica Rambeau is uh, Tayana Paris. Whew. I think I said her first name right. Tayona? Right. I fuck it. I feel bad for not knowing how to pronounce it. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Who are you gonna fuck Mary Kill of those three? All right. I'm definitely fucking Darcy. <laughs> that last episode when she had that circus outfit on, and I was like, God damn, Darcy. <laughs> then, then I re- then I remembered she was a thick girl and two broke girls. I forgot all about that. I was like, oh yeah, you're the only reason why I watch any episodes of that TV show. <laughs> so she's been on she's my busted. hit list. 
Yeah. She's been on my oh, hit yeah. list. <laughs> Your hit list. She was in 40 Year Old Virgin. Was she? She was in 40 Year Old Virgin back in the day. It was one of her first roles. She's like a teenager in it who wanted oh, to lose her virginity. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. But no, you know what I like about her? She's got like a sexiness to her. You know what I mean? Like Elizabeth mm-hmm. Olsen's beautiful. Um, the actress who plays Monica Rambeau is beautiful. I'm not saying Kat Dennings isn't beautiful. She is, but she also has a sexiness it. to her. You know what she has? It's that she's all that moment. Remember that movie, that that movie where yeah. she was like a dork and they dressed her up like uh like <laughs> prom and then she took yeah. her glasses off and the slow motion kicked in. It's like she was gorgeous all along. That's what she has. <laughs> but I'm also thinking she's got a fun attitude. She's got a fun personality. I think she's the type of where she's she doesn't get mad at you for sneaking cigarettes. She's more like, <laughs> why don't you bum me a smoke too? You know what I mean? She kind of has that attitude to her where it's like, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's yeah. stay in and eat, and eat like slobs tonight. I don't mind. You know what I mean? I feel like, she, you know what she does too? She walks around the house in a hooded sweatshirt and just and just panties. I think that's the move she does. <laughs> yes. yes. With yes. the socks up this. to the knees. Yes. Stays on. Twitch all right. All so day. you're gonna you're gonna bang her. You still bang gotta marry someone. Sure. You still gotta kill someone. Marry and kill. Who you doing, man? Well, I mean, it's easy. Okay, with Black History Month ending and Women's Month starting, I gotta marry Monica Rambo. Um, <laughs> and you're killing Wanda. <laughs> yeah, just because you know, you know, I always had this, I always had this joke that like I, I'm not really suicidal. But I kind of get excited when like I look on the news and there's an asteroid coming towards Earth. You know what I'm saying? I got you. So if I kill if I kill Wanda, I'm pretty sure she's not some catastrophic death where like most of us are going to die. Which I'm okay going out that way. You know. Yeah, kill Wanda. Also, I get her. I understand killing Wanda because you couldn't marry Wanda because she'd be too controlling. You know what I mean? You couldn't get anything by her. Yeah, she literally could do make you do whatever you wanted. That's That's dangerous. Marriage. Now, Monica Rambo, she's a outstanding person, (laughs) great citizen, country first. You know, that's the person you marry. (laughs) All right. Yeah, you marry that one. (laughs) I don't want doing all this shit, and all of a sudden, I got a fake PS5 playing Atari games on there, but my brain (laughs) thinks I'm playing Grand Theft Auto while I'm really playing Space Invaders. That's not fair. I all right, I agree with you there. And also Monica Rambeau would be a good one to marry because you also get to have sex with her. So that's why the <laughs> one you choose to marry is the best. Yeah. Because you be, get both. You know what I mean? Well, you could have either one too. You know what I mean? I used to do we do fuck Mary Kill where sometimes you'd have to get a guy. And as a guy, you're like, I don't want to bang any dudes, but I'll marry Brad Pitt because we don't have to have sex in marriage. Or if it's someone you want to have sex with and you think they're cool. So it's like I'm gonna marry Scarlett Johansson. Because the sex is on the table, and I get to be with her all the time, but then I'm only going to bang, um, you know, Brie Larson because then I don't have to talk to her after We're that. Gonna... I'm I'm throwing in other characters here just to give examples of why you made you made good decisions, Ed. All right, moving on so. to Corinda now. <laughs> no, I think Ed made the right moves. I I agree. Obviously, I think I would probably pick the same way you did, even though it's really hard because I love Elizabeth Olsen. I'm such a yeah. Uh, that, got a crush that, on Darcy when she was wearing that circus outfit. I was just like, Jesus Christ! The women oh, in that fuck. show, they 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 uh they stacked them up. You know, they're they're all beautiful and they all mm-hmm. bring something awesome to the table. I'm trying to think of what other guys you're going to mention beside Vision. Oh, here's so the I'm, guys. I'm just excited to see who else is on the table. Well, you know, you got Jimmy <laughs> Wu played by yeah. actor Randall Park. Yeah. He's a very funny guy. He's been some Kill other him. stuff. He was. He, he's done. 
Okay, who else? Hey, what's your problem with the Asian Americans in this Close country? Close up huh? magic, dude. <laughs> Close up magic. The obsession with that. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, no it means he's good me. with his hands. <laughs> Think about true. it. Yeah. True. Good with the true. fingers. All right, let me name all three before you kill Mary and bang them, all right? Okay, you got to let, right, right. let it process, damn it. All right, Randall Park. <laughs> Who's that? Jimmy Woo, Agent Woo. Then we oh. have Vision, played by actor Paul Bettany. And then we're going to have uh, Fake Pietro slash Quicksilver, played by oh. actor Evan Peters. Okay, so I would still kill Agent Woo, and I would fuck Pietro, and I would marry Vision. All right, very quick. Why? <laughs> so why woo? Still stand with the close-up magic thing. Um, it's a turnoff. Just, Magicians are a turnoff to you, huh? And he says it anytime he's on the screen. I was like, eh, he's a little awkward. He's not really needed, you know. Like Monica Rambo and Darcy, like their chemistry is fine, and I kind of think I would like it better if it was just you know them two trying to bust him out. But I guess now Monica needs a sidekick now that Darcy's trapped in there. Um. So yeah, he's not that strong of a character in the show, I guess, but. Vision is dope. He's got powers. He can fly. He's really nice. And are you uh, marrying Vision because he yeah. doesn't have a penis and you don't have to have sex with him? Okay. So he has a vibranium Wanda... dick. Does he have a vibranium he, dick? He got her pregnant, right? Those kids, the twins are her. Those two? We think well, she could just do we... that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he's a really good listener, too. So, as, Real quick, to though, last... he's got a vibranium <laughs> dong. If the dong's made of vibranium, that's like a, a penis that's a vibrator, right? True. Yeah. Multiple settings, you know. He's got it all. <laughs> we got it. We got something to work with. He has a, he has a knob on his dick where you just turn it to listen. I don't have to charge it. I don't have to change the batteries. Like, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. He's a dream man. And then there you go. the person I was going to fuck was, oh, yeah, Pietro, the Quicksilver guy. So yeah. I'm glad you brought that up too, because um, it's another thing um, that uh, Chris here was freaking out about. He's like, "Oh, that's the he's from the X Men. I gotta Google this. Let's pause it." And he he paused it and he Googled it, and he's very excited to see him come back in. I wish he was gonna be in more episodes in this though, because I like that character. Like, he's fun. You know, he's someone that you know you go out with probably too late. Someone no, he's a great character. Yeah, he's good. Sleep with I him like on the first night kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> you don't think you don't think you're a bad person. You just think you're like living I, life a little bit. I, like, I, I I don't know. Like, did you would you really want to fuck Quicksilver? Because <laughs> you'll be like, <laughs> your legs be shaking and like your clothes will be on. Like, what happens? Like, it's done already. Sorry. <laughs> it's done. Oh, damn. Well, he can give like, you three hundred pumps, and you'd be out cold, and he's already fucking it. Getting I guess it don't place. matter how long it takes as long as the job is done, right? I guess, yeah. right? Yeah, that's That'd be true. funny if women were... It wasn't about how long it took. It was about the ex, the number of pumps. Like, each woman was different. Yeah. She's like, I need 77 pumps. Yeah. I need don't, 108 Don't care pumps. how you get there. Don't care how fast it takes. Just make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> that number of pumps. That'd be pretty hilarious That'd if be that's nice how to it worked have, out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I had, like, a formula to me, I, I'd like Yeah. That. And plus... <laughs> Quicksilver, this uh, this version of Quicksilver, his scenes were the best in the last couple X-Men movies. Oh, yeah. YouTube, Quicksilver, X-Men, and there's some really awesome scenes. Okay. Because what they did with him was he was so fast that time moves super slow. Instead oh. of him just being so there right away. Yeah. That was so cool how they did that's that. One thing yeah. Marvel, that's one thing the Fox did right, which I don't understand why fucking, I guess it couldn't. 
But yeah, so like Quicksilver in the Marvel movies, he just moves fast and stuff like that. But in the uh, Fox Cinematic Universe, it's always shows it from his perspective. So yeah. he looks like he's moving normal, but everything everyone else is moving very very slow. So like water drop, wa- water drops and shit like that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is such a great job with that. Yeah. Anyway, everyone, we're pumped up for WandaVision. Uh, the next episode, I'll probably recap on this podcast. So check it out. Uh, before we go, Ed, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, comedy's opening back up. Joe, when's this coming out? This is coming out tomorrow, Wednesday, March 3rd. Oh, okay. So March, uh, Tuesday, March 9th. Is that right? I don't know. Sure. Whatever, yeah, the, fo- whatever the following Tuesday is, I'm at the Laugh Factory at 730. Then I'm at some tea spot that the lead singer from Smashing Pumpkins owns in a northern suburb. Doing a show cool. up there the next Tuesday at my Shady Babies with Corinda at, at North Bar. Yeah, yeah, oh, March 30th. Then, or wait, yeah. is that the 16th? The 16th, right. Yeah. And where should they follow you on social media? Both of you guys uh, give out your social medias. At Ed Towns on Instagram, which I'm re- really active on a lot. At Ed Got Jokes on Twitter, semi-active. And just uh, follow me on Facebook at Towns. Woo. Uh, Corinda Ray Larson on Facebook. Um, I think I'm just at Corinda Larson on Instagram. And I have a Twitter, but don't look for me because I haven't been on it in years and I haven't edited it since I was in college. So <laughs> Twitter sucks anyway. Stay yeah. off of it. <laughs> You're better off for it. All right, everybody. That's been the Joe Kilgallen podcast. Uh, thanks for checking it out. Thanks for listening to us go from talking about the problems with uh, society to um, the problems with WandaVision, which there aren't any because we love the damn show. We think Woo. it's perfect. Everyone just enjoy the ride. Um, as always, have a good one. Cheers. Bye.